thought of. What does that even mean? Sure is. <laughs> My name is Gabby, and I'm here at the Octavia Fields Library, and I'm here with Nicole. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're here by yourself. Nicole is not here today. <laughs> Nicole finished finals and is like checked out. <laughs> Speaking of finals, that's isn't that what we're talking about today? We're talking about college. Yay. Are you almost done? I am. I'm done with my undergrad. I'm, Yay! I got Is this the, your last semester? Seriously? Yeah. <gasps> Congrats. Yeah, it's like my third last semester because like... No shame. Yeah, no shame. yeah, yeah. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> <laughs> I have a friend who has legit been getting her undergrad for 10 years. She had two kids yeah. <laughs> in between those 10 years. So, yeah. So, I, I well, I think that's something that's kind of cool about us in particular is that we're both what would, would be considered non-traditional students and that we took forever yeah. to get our degrees. Yeah. Well, uh, well, well not forever. We took the adequate amount of time that we needed to get the degrees, but yeah. we did not go the traditional four-year full-time. No, no. I, I think I, my total time, if you count the gap year, was five years, like five, five and a half maybe. Mine was seven. <laughs> if you count my, I took two years off. In the middle. Um, if you say gap year, it sounds kind of cool. It's like, yeah, you know what they do. Gap year Europe? is like, oh, yeah, like I went to Europe and stuff. But like, I didn't have, like, it wasn't like cool. It was like no. two gap years where like I just sat in my house depressed and miserable <laughs> and it's, working. It's it's stressful. Mentally, I think uh, I was not, I don't think I was prepared mentally for, for what college was going to be about. So. Oh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think. The nice thing about college is there's no other experience like it. Mm -hmm. um, but also the bad thing about college is there's no other experience like this, it. Yes. And and hearing other people talk about it is never the same because everybody's college experience is unique mm -hmm. as a unique snowflake. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it really like I, I've you know, I have a lot of people who like I know a lot of people who have been to college they got done, finished in like two years because they mm -hmm. went and got their associates in high school or mm -hmm. whatever mm -hmm. and like you know now they're like super high powered whatever like um and then there's like people like me i got uh like i don't know my my whole college experience like i i went in with like this very specific idea of how it was gonna go you know i was like straight a student in high school i was you know all of this and then i got into college and you know like uh, my whole life like kind of fell apart mm -hmm. um you know so and there's like uh i really wish i had waited actually um we'll talk a little bit about like things that we wish we had done yep. at the end yep which is not advice for you necessarily no, just like just... us talk i think people don't necessarily talk honestly about their college experience no and... i think a lot of times they try to sell it as it, it's this picturesque experience and like they don't think about the negative aspects of their own. They probably didn't experience. have like many negative aspects. Like my mom did not have really, really a miserable she had, time like, in college. Um, not that I had a bad college experience, but I would definitely say it's not the traditional college experience. Yeah. I worked full time during college and I went to class and I went home. There was no extracurriculars or anything like that. Yeah. So, you know, I was just trying to get done. Yeah. In and out. Um, <laughs> and that's not everybody's experience. No, it's not. And by no means should that be your experience. It, yeah. And, and we're not recommend. I'm not recommending that at all. <laughs> you, you do what you want to do and just make it an experience that's healthy and 
that will allow you to reach your goals because ultimately yeah. that's what it's all about and i think this is difficult too is you know most people who are going into college are high school seniors mm -hmm. that's still very very like typically the norm i don't want to call it the most the average mm -hmm. um <clears throat> but there's a lot of non-traditional what would be called non-traditional students going in as well people who are coming in as transfers or mm -hmm. later in life like getting their degrees that kind of thing um, but, you know, going in in high school, like, uh, or going in straight from high school, like, I don't think anybody has any idea of nope. like, <laughs> you know, like how to do like a work life balance. Yeah. Like That's I had very important. Yeah. Like, uh, I hadn't even had a job when I went into college. Wow. Yeah. Like I never, <laughs> well, my parents wanted me to focus on school, yeah. and, but that all changed, you know, that all changed. Um, my experience in high school changed when I got to college because mm -hmm. there were so many extra costs. I had to get a job. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had to get a part-time job. My, my very first job was at Papa's barbecue catering and I worked there for what felt like 10 years <laughs> in two months. <laughs> Um, it was, and then like when God I got out of it, I was like, I'm, I don't care what I have to do. I'm never working in food service. Again. I was going to say, <laughs> I have been fortunate to never have had to work in the food industry. Like I don't consider the grocery store, like food industry, that's like a service, whatever, but like having to actually work with food, I have been fortunate because I, well, I could not do that. Yeah. I, I wasn't even a server. Like I was just like. <laughs> like in the, the kitchen, lunch though? lady like oh. handing out food well it was like a it was a catering service yeah. okay. so like we would have like basically buffet style catering but we would you know load up everything into the truck and like yeah. bring all the food and like That's ladle awesome. all of the stuff out onto people's plates and That's like horrible <laughs> it was a lot to deal with yeah. like the very first job at 19. um yeah yeah never having had a job before that's kind of like no. Yeah, that, that that would be jarring, <laughs> jarring experience on top of having to juggle school. The the main thing <laughs> that this opening was supposed to be about was just everybody's experience is going to be different. Yeah, and we are giving you um, some resources to kind of guide you, where you can seek guidance for mm -hmm. yourself and um, really educate yourself about the ins and outs of applying for college and paying for college and then at the end like we were saying we're just going to kind of go over some things that we wish we knew because ultimately that is the whole point of this <laughs> podcast what does that even mean we're trying to explain it to you yeah so. uh i mean as best we can yeah as best we can because especially we don't have all the especially for a topic like this this is very yep. complicated it is and it's very difficult to mm -hmm. give an in-depth sort of have an in-depth conversation about mm -hmm. college and all the ins and outs. Yep. Um, but we're going to give a kind of an overview of the application process. Yep. And, you know, if you have any more questions about it, you can always contact us on social media or, or email. Email of at hcpl.net. Um, or, you know, social media. Yeah, social media is probably... That, that we we're on social media yeah, we all are. the time every day so, all day so um, it's almost our job <laughs> at this point <laughs> you think <laughs> uh but you can hit us up on facebook and instagram mm -hmm. at octavia fields library and then on twitter at octavia fields mm -hmm. no library there no library there so nicole yes remember um last episode when you talked about your really impressive gnome business mm -hmm. i you made me want to do that as well so now i okay. want to have a unicorn yard sign business okay but 
I am pretty sure that I'm going to need some kind of, you know, college degree for that, maybe, okay. just so that I know what I'm doing, because my mm-hmm. degree is in anthropology, oh. so that doesn't, that has nothing to do with unicorns. Okay. So, I feel like I need to go to school and maybe, you know, maybe for a business degree. Okay. So, but I don't know anything about business degrees, so where, well, help me, please, like, what do I do? So I, I assume that you would be getting your undergraduate degree, which is a bachelor's degree. Yes. It's called a bachelor's um, in business. Okay. Um, typically, those are the traditional way of getting your bachelor's degree is that it's a four-year degree. Okay. Um, which I would have to do because it's been a really long time since I was in school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but that includes both your, like, basic core classes okay. and then also your... Um, more specialized classes for whatever business specialization that you choose. Okay. So in order to apply, mm-hmm. um, first I would recommend that you do your research okay. uh, for what colleges that you want to apply. Make a list. Okay. You know, they told me when I first applied to college, like you make your dream school, then you make your, you know, like I'll probably end up here, or mm-hmm. and then your backup choice. Okay. Uh, but they should all be ones that I would be okay. Going to. With going yes. to. Okay. And Not also, like... yeah, like, th- so you're going for business. You need mm-hmm. to make sure that they all have pretty decent business programs. Okay. You probably want to make sure that they're not super expensive. Okay. Um, you probably want to make sure that the faculty in, at these schools is, you know, like a decent faculty who's actually going to teach you. Mm-hmm. Um, that they are credited by various professional organizations, okay. whatever professional organizations are involved. What is accreditation? Accreditation means that these organizations have looked at this, uh, looked at this program, mm-hmm. this school, and said, you know what, they've got a good program. Okay. Uh, <laughs> which is it's a, it's a very yeah. fancy, it, it, there's more going into it. They, mm-hmm. they examine like graduation rates, and it depends on the organization, like how many people get jobs afterward, mm-hmm. like all this stuff, how much they know. But it's um, like a vetting process. It's a vetting of. process, okay. yes. So, for instance, uh, Texas Women's University, which is the uh, co- uh, the university that I will be going to for my graduate degree mm-hmm. and um, in master's in library science, mm-hmm. and uh, UNT, which mm-hmm. is where you went for yep. your master's. University of North Texas. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are both accredited by the American Library Association. Okay. And that means the ALA has mm-hmm. gone through those programs and made sure like that they are teaching things that are, you know, uh, up to date with industry up to date standards. With industry standards, that they are not you relevant. Know, relevant that they're not uh like okay. like that that kind of stuff yeah okay. all right um, so that makes sense so then i need to do my research and just make sure where can i do my research you can do your research there's a couple of websites uh bigfuture.collegeboard.org okay um that's run by college board who also runs the sat okay um sat um tests <laughs> and tests. ap exam ap as well uh the advanced placement college replacement stuff okay. so the ones yeah. you take in high school yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. if you if you choose to go that route. right and uh you can also go to u.s news uh college compass they have a whole website um about colleges and how to apply and where to apply and a bunch of lists like colleges with most beautiful campuses um you know that's something that's important to you it could be yeah it, it could be yeah like <laughs> 
I, I wouldn't lie. Going to Santa Barbara, you see Santa Barbara and having the beach right down the street would that sounds, sounds amazing. Really cool. Yeah. Um, or in Hawaii somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Or you're not looking at location at all. You're looking mm-hmm. at you know affordability, cost, mm-hmm. uh, the quality of the program, mm-hmm. or you have a very specific field of study in mind mm-hmm. and you want to find the very specific college that teaches that. Yeah. I mean, I'm gonna, program. I'm gonna go for Unicorn Yard. Right. Business, yeah, I heard here, all misses <laughs> unicorn yard business. Uh, business degree is very, very competitive. Um, nearly eighty percent job placement rating. That sounds really good. Yeah. Anyway, old okay. miss does not. I, I have no idea what old miss has offers programs. And that's that was a joke. <laughs> Investopedia also had uh, oh, a section yeah. on college. So. Okay. Um, so that's good to know. So okay, so now I've done my research. Our old friend, if I see yes. Investopedia. We love the Pedias. Um, so I've done my research, and I have decided that I'm going to go to U of H. They have a good mm-hmm. business degree, so I'm just going to stay local. I'm told. Yeah. yeah. So I, I'm just going to stay local. So cool. now what? What's step two? So you've decided you're they're just going to take me, right? Uh, like, maybe. I'm, uh. just, I'm just going to go and say, my name is Gabby. I'm here for class. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't think that's gonna work. Um, so you're gonna have to look at UH's um, applicate or applicant requirements or acceptance requirements. Okay. So they have every college. So has, there's a process. There's a process. Yes. Okay. So you need to apply first. Uh, mm-hmm. What I would recommend personally is the first thing you do is fill out your FAFSA form, which is okay. a federal application for student financial aid. Okay. Um, you'll hear it thrown around a lot, mm-hmm. that term FAFSA. Um, that is your financial form that uh, the federal government uses and a lot of scholarships and a lot of schools mm-hmm. use to determine your eligibility and financial need for um, certain forms of financial aid, whether it be student loans, grants, scholarships, mm-hmm. etc. So they're going to use this to create like a customized package for me. And yeah, to, if they're going to, if they decide to offer me some kind of um, assistance yes. to pay for yeah. school. Okay. Um, so, I, so then where, where do I go to fill this out? And is it hard to fill out? It's very complicated, unfortunately. Okay. I would recommend you can do <laughs> a, a you can do a paper application. Don't do that. I, I okay. would not recommend doing that. Seems um, like it would take forever. So the first thing you need to do to fill out your FAFSA form is go to studentaid.gov. Okay. And the gov lets me know it's legit. Yeah, it's legit. Um, (laughs) You can go through and fill out that FAFSA form uh, and make your account. Mm -hmm. um, And then you fill out the FAFSA form. It's basically like your tax information Uh that you'll, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So if you haven't filed taxes in a while. Yeah. Or, hey, (laughs) no, I file my taxes all the time. Uh, (laughs) But, like... You know, what if I am in high school still and yeah. I don't have a job? Well, you're going to <clears throat> input your family's income, so oh, your okay. parents' so income. My pa- okay, so my yeah. mom and dad. Okay. And the IRS has a data retrieval tool, too, mm-hmm. where you can use that to connect, to connect from, like, their tax return, okay. which is the forms that they fill out at the end of the, or, well, at the beginning of every year to... Mm-hmm. Um, get their taxes, like file their taxes with the IRS, uh, mm-hmm. with the government. And like you can connect it that way or you can use the um, previous returns that they have filed, the the 1040 okay. or whatever equivalent that they have filed. See, this is where it gets all very complicated. Yeah, well, okay, is... so 
So then what you're saying is I go to the FAFSA website yeah. and it's it's pretty much going to walk me through what I need though, right? Yes, it's, it's going to gonna... be a little complicated, okay. but they do have a lot of like FAQs okay, and cool. like other like, so what do I, I can... do if this happens? And yeah. they also have people too that like there's a chat line, like okay. online chat that you can mm-hmm. contact if you're like, I have no idea what any of this means okay. or like So I shouldn't number. be afraid. No. Okay. Um, it's, it's complicated. It's okay. So it's out. complicated. Okay. Um, it's not super difficult, okay. but it is tedious. Okay. Every year I have to file my FAFSA. It yes. is a trial, but it's like, <laughs> a, it's not that it's difficult necessarily mm-hmm. because I have to go, jump through like, or because like it, it requires a lot of brain power. It's just very tedious. Okay. Um, but if I, but if, it's necessary, you really, really should. You're going to need to. Okay. Okay. So fill out my FAFSA. So online, online. So I'm going to go ahead and do that, but I think I'm going to, I'll do that later because I, I have all the paperwork at home. Cause I'm going to have to gather some paperwork. It looks like on this website. So probably. Okay. So, all right. So now speed forward two days. I did it. Now okay. what? <laughs> Like, why do you skip that? Okay, so we're going to just say, like, okay, uh, you've just filled out your FAFSA. Congratulations. Did. You did it. Oh, yeah, I, was I really feel tedious. like everybody <laughs> who fills out their FAFSA every year should get a round of applause. I, yeah, like, or a cupcake. Yeah, something like that. Like, <gasps> a taco. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Great callback. Um, but you filled it out. You did it. Um, so Now what? You need to fill out your application to the various schools. You already picked out your schools that you are thinking about, right? I think so, yeah. I have, I have three in mind. Okay. So you need to find out, you can, um, there's a couple different websites that make it easy. You can either fill out an application through those schools mm-hmm. in particular, okay. or you can use uh, various platforms like services that basically um, are conglomerations. Like you make one account. Mm-hmm. What was that face? I don't know. I was like conglomeration. I'm like, oh, that sounds, that sounds scary. Um, <laughs> It's like a, a group where um, it's like a program where a, like a bunch of different colleges are pulled together, kind pulled of. together, okay. and you can apply. You can make one account and then apply super, for various super colleges. Pack. <laughs> no, it's not a super pack. Um, it's another callback. So there's the Common App, uh, uh-huh. which is accepted by uh, more than 900 colleges, both okay. international mm-hmm. and uh, in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Uh, accept it. Um, like some international, not everyone, but mm-hmm. uh, except the Common App. Um, and the way it, it generally works is you fill out a general application mm-hmm. and then choose the schools that you're going to apply to. Okay. And like who it goes to, like who, who, I would who it will to be, yeah. be sent to. And okay. then those schools will maybe have different um, essay requirements okay. or essay questions mm-hmm. or different requirements for letters of recommendation and things like that. So additional things that I'm going to need to do. Yes, but okay. the Common App will tell you what you need to do okay, cool. in order to. There's also, but not everybody participates in the Common App. Obviously, there's only 900. There's only 900. Yeah. Um, in, what if I want to go to UCLA? Well, UCLA, uh, they actually, the University of California system actually has their own application platform. Oh, so okay. you would need to make so an account I, with them. All right. So now I did another application. Yeah. <laughs> okay. There's also um, Apply Texas as well. So if you wanted to go to a state in-state, uh, you would um, that apply Texas works for uh, Texas college and colleges and universities. Not all of them, but mm-hmm. most. Does it um, accept? Do, can you send them to private universities as well as some public? if they're participants? Yeah. Okay, um, it just depends. Because I think I'm I, I I've been debating. I don't really know the difference, but there was a private school that looked pretty good. Their mm-hmm. degree, uh, their business 
program looked pretty good, but I really don't know the difference. What's the difference? So the main difference between a private and public university is funding. Okay. Who pays for these programs? Follow the money. Yeah. <laughs> so public universities uh, receive public funding. Okay. Um, they're called that because they receive public funding. So uh, like from, so they, from like the government? And stuff? Yeah. Okay. So part of the tuition is basically like subsidized mm -hmm. or um, paid for. The, the cost, operating costs are paid for in part by the government. Okay. Um, they're usually larger because okay. uh, they're usually more, I'd say the tuition is lower. Okay. And they also, like Texas, for instance, all Texas public universities have to automatically accept anybody who's in the top 10% of their graduating high school class. I did not know that. Yes. Interesting. Um, yeah, so like... <laughs> so I'm good because I graduated top 10%. But the, <clears throat> yeah, so there's usually at public universities, there's usually a larger number of in-state students because mm -hmm. in-state students at public universities get a discount on tuition. Okay. What um, does that mean, in-state? In-state means that if you're going to a Texas university, mm -hmm. you live in Texas. Oh, okay. Versus living, coming from Iowa to go to UT or something okay. like that. So that would be out of state. Yes. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's, but there's also private universities, which in Texas, um, Rice University is yeah, a private that's university. That's the one I was looking at. But there's, there's a number of private universities mm -hmm. in, in, in Texas who okay. that are, in addition, like large universities. Baylor is probably the one that most people mm -hmm. are familiar with. Mm -hmm. um, but there's... Uh, so they're smaller, you said? Smaller, uh, usually. Okay. And um, Where do so they get their money? They don't get money from state legislators or the federal government. Okay. They, get, uh, they rely on tuition from students okay. and private contributions. Okay. So like that, alumni and stuff. Yes. Uh, so um, tuition rates are typically higher um, mm -hmm. when you go to a private university. Because I'm paying for it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So and now I understand the difference. So private universities get uh -huh. their money from contributions from donors mm -hmm. and also from tuition. Yeah. And public universities get it from the government and also, also from tuition. And tuition, like but less but, so. But less so. Okay. Gotcha. So now I understand. So what's next? Now I filled out that common application mm -hmm. and now I'm good to go, right? Well, have you been accepted to your college? <gasps> Look, I just got it. <laughs> Yay! Yay! U of H said yes. Okay. okay, so I'm going to U of H. So are you going to go in as an undecided major? Um, as an undecided student, or are you going to pick a major? What you're going to, what are you going to study there? Well, you remember that unicorn thing. So, oh, yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> so business, business. Okay. okay, yeah. So typically, when you apply and you get your acceptance letter, mm -hmm. uh, you're do I have to choose? Generally, yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's it's a good idea to choose. Okay. Um, and. Just from, this is my personal experience, uh, and it depends, you know, like I went to school at UH, mm -hmm. so it's different at every, it's different at every college, but I know at UH in particular, they required um, undecided majors to take more classes. Ew. Uh, <laughs> That's horrible. Yeah, like to kind of like, the idea would be like, oh, you're undecided, you don't know what you want to study, so mm -hmm. like... Take here, some, take, some take some classes that maybe will help you decide. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, I guess that would help if you were really, but the thing really. Is, you pay for those. Well, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, do they count toward your final total? 
No, no. I don't think they do. <laughs> yeah, so the, so being an undecided major um, mm-hmm. probably comes with more strings attached. Um, okay. And is maybe not like keep in mind too. You can switch your major. Um, I want to study like pretty I early. Study the history on. of unicorns. Yeah, uh, or you want to <laughs> go to a history like you can switch your major mm-hmm. after the fact. Okay, so I'm um, not require like if I pick business now going in, I mm-hmm. don't, and I change my mind later on. I'm not. I guess pigeonholing myself or locking myself down. That's good to know. It, it, it's a, a strain off my. Whew, yes, off my. <laughs> so you go to go to business. You need to make sure that you fill the requ- fit the requirements for what the business college is asking for. Specifically, they may ask you to take test uh, like an aptitude test or a math test or something like that to gauge where you're going to go, like or what classes you need to take at first. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, because how do I decide which classes to take? Well, you're going to look at each program is going to have different course requirements or okay. different courses that you have to take mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, I take intro to business. Obviously, I'm going to be a business major. Mm-hmm. And yeah, because I don't know anything about business. Right. So you're going to take <laughs> that intro. intro to business so that you can get into the more advanced classes and build up. And then you might specialize even further in business, like do like business administration or business management. I don't know what the difference is, but I know that they're those are two that are offered okay so i'm looking at these requirements here and it says i need these weird things called hours i don't know what that means like is that how long i want this to take um (laughs) so (laughs) hours is college jargon for credits or for classes this says i need 120. that's a lot but that is um, essentially the standard, or what is accepted as the standard for college. I have to make remember like the, the, <laughs> the math. So yeah. you you have to take fifteen hours a semester. That's considered full time. Okay. And then you will be in college for eight semesters. So okay. it's four years with two semesters each. Mm-hmm. And can I do some summer stuff? Yeah, you can do some summer stuff if you want. So I could finish faster than the four years. Yeah, you, if you did summer stuff. Yeah. Okay. But. Generally, the accepted standard is that you take 120 hours mm-hmm. for over eight semesters, eight continuous semesters, okay. and 15 hours each semester. Mm-hmm. So that comes out to 15 times eight is 120. Okay. And then it also says here, or it looks years. like I need to choose a minor. Well, what is that? Is that like a little unicorn that I can carry around <laughs> with me, like a minor? Or like a minor child <laughs> yeah, yeah, that you should just have. Um, so let's talk a little bit about majors and minors. You've already picked your major. That yeah. is your major area of study, oh, obviously. Okay. So you're going to focus primarily in business. Yes. That's one major. Mm-hmm. Uh, some majors are uh, more general. So you have like chemistry, uh, biology, communication studies, okay. um, business, anthropology. anthropology. <laughs> um, and then some are more specific, biophysical sciences, mathematical biology, uh, strategic communication, health communication. Those are some of the ones that are offered at UH, okay. uh, University of Houston. Which, And then some more general majors have what are called concentrations. This, again, depends on college to college, how they rank this and how they do this. And yep. stuff, like what majors and programs Everybody's that they different. offer. <laughs> do your research. Yeah. So, for instance, with a concentration, technically my major is English with okay. a concentration in creative writing. But I just, oh, to okay. shorten it, I say creative writing because mm-hmm. the concentrations are so different between mm-hmm. English literature and creative writing that, like, I might as well have a different major. Okay. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. Because you're studying. I mean, you're... 
it's a niche subject. Yes, so, so it's just... it's more niche. Um, but there are I could also do like an English degree, like an English literature, which would have been more general, or I could have done one of the other general um, communication studies, or you know something like that. In addition to majors, you also have what are called minors, which okay. is a minor study of focus mm-hmm. uh, or minor area of study. Mm-hmm. Um, so something that you don't focus on as much, but okay. is still part of your well-rounded education. That's the whole idea behind a minor: is that you know you're not just learning about biology; you're also learning about anthropology or okay. Spanish or whatever you want your minor to be in. Okay. Well, obviously, I'm going to ask the counselor, maybe at school, because they, they gave yeah. me a counselor. They told me I needed one. Well, it's like, like, yeah, an advisor. So, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> they, gave me this, they gave me an advisor. Mm-hmm. And so they said, you know, if I had any questions, I could contact this advisor. So mm-hmm. that person, I should probably ask that person. You know, like talk about your career goal, probably like what you want to do, um, what would be helpful to you or just like what you're passionate in. So my major was English with a concentration in creative writing Mm -hmm. or creative writing. Mm -hmm. And my minor was political science. And the reason I chose political science as my minor was because (laughs) I realized that that was interesting to me. Yeah. Um, And I wanted to take more classes and learn more about it. And that's what I did. Okay. So then I'll ask my advisor and see what they recommend. Yeah. And generally your minor, uh, so your major will have uh, more classes that you have to take, obviously, because it's your major area of study. Mm-hmm. But the um, your minor generally involves fewer courses than your major. Uh, okay. For instance, my political science minor involved 18 hours okay. versus 36. About twice that for oh my, my major. Gosh. Oh, okay. Yeah, for your major. Sorry. I yeah. was like, what? What minor requires thirty? It wasn't a minor. Hours? It was a major. Okay. So, um, that's <laughs> the difference between majors and minors. Okay. Cool. So then, what if I want a double major? Is that a thing? Yes, you can double major. Um, you can take two majors at once. All uh, right. So then now, now I've picked my major. Mm-hmm. I've picked my minor. Yep. After talking to my advisor, now what? Like, you? How do I? What do I do next? Like, do I need to pay? I need to pay for school. You do need to pay for school. How? So fortunately, you've already filled out your FAFSA. I know, but how um, does the FAFSA pay for my school? <laughs> I remember you said it's like basically a determining it's a determination of how much assistance I need to go to school mm-hmm. based on my family situation and my situation. So what? Where does that like? What happens next after that? FAFSA will communicate with your. Um, with your school and okay. tell them, hey, we're willing to give this much money to Gabby. And um, thank you. Yeah. So <laughs> the uh, school will take that and then okay. you will be able to choose how much of that award you will accept. Okay. Now, there's certain limitations on your, uh, like you can only, like for Pell Grants, you have a lifetime cap on your undergraduate Pell Grants. Mm-hmm. Um, What's a Pell Grant? Pell Grant is. The short answer is it is money that is given to you for um, tuition and other student fees that you do not have to pay back. And it is awarded on a need-based or financial need-based status. Um, To get a Pell Grant, you have to be going to at least part-time. Um, and you have to actually, in order to not have to pay it back, you have to pass one of the classes in, in your semester. Okay. So, uh, and you said full-time was 15 hours. Full-time is generally considered to be full 15 hours. Some colleges rank their hours credits differently, but 
typically it's like three hours per course and the idea is like you'll be spending three hours a week in this class mm -hmm. um because if you go two days it's generally like an hour and a half mm -hmm. and then if you go three days a week it's an one hour one hour one hour a day mm -hmm. so anyway but that's where the term hours comes from but okay. it means course credits so you have to be going full-time okay. is 15 hours if your school will work on a 15 on an hour based system mm -hmm. and then part-time is usually half that mm -hmm. or uh it's six hours okay. is you're considered part-time okay so as long as i take six hours a semester then and i get, if i qualify and i get a pell mm -hmm. grant then i can still they'll still give it to me if yep. as long as i do six hours okay yeah. what other there, there's a bunch of other different financial aid listed on here <laughs> too like what is it because i they yeah. i didn't get a pell grant i don't have that listed as an option so unfortunately so <laughs> um you can pay for you can try and pay out of pocket which is very expensive uh, yeah so you do. i don't have um, a lot of money <laughs> so you have the option of um so there's different types of financial aid there's work study programs which is basically like you get placed in a program where you work and then there's also like they give you money for that that you mm -hmm. can use to pay for costs it's so really like indentured not indentured slavery no um, <laughs> indentured servitude no it's not like that it's, it's more like a like the idea is like you will get a job that may or may not be educational and it will give you like a little extra spending money that you can okay. get um sort of like experience in yeah. the workforce well kinda. yeah and usually that's on-campus jobs mm -hmm. or work-study programs. For instance, when I worked at UH's library, I, that was my very first library job, uh, we had work-study participants. It depends on how the work-study program works. Sometimes it's paid to you like a regular job. Sometimes mm -hmm. it's given to you in a lump sum. Okay. But it, it, it just depends. Uh, there's also student loans, which no doubt our listeners have heard about. Mm -hmm. um, and I have some listed here as options for me. Yes. So there are two types of federal student loan. Uh, they're subsidized and unsubsidized. Subsidized student loans, uh, the, the U.S. Department of Education pays the interest on a direct subsidized student loan, okay. uh, which is what they call them uh, while you're in school for mm -hmm. the first time, Okay. Uh, for the first six months after you leave school, mm -hmm. and um, during a period of deferment. So that's postponing the loan payment for whatever reason. Oh, okay. I thought that was removing fur from an animal. No, <laughs> it is not. Um, and then there's also unsubsidized, which you pay all of the interest. So uh, unsubsidized, you may not have to start repaying until after you get out of school, mm -hmm. but that interest is still going to accrue on or build up on that loan. Right. Like we talked about this in the last episode yes. about the loans. Okay. So then one, I have, I have to pay for the interest and the other one, the government pays for the interest. Yes. And they will wow. offer you like when you look at your financial aid package, mm -hmm. um, which is what it's called when you log into your school's website yep, I'm and you looking look at in, it right like, now. Um, when you look at your financial aid package, mm -hmm. you will see probably you're going to be offered less um, subsidized loans and more um, an amount and unsubsidized loans. You do not have to take all that money. Okay, good, because that's a really big number, and I don't think yeah, I need that Yeah, you do much. not have to take all that money. Okay, um, I don't think I need all that much. 
If you don't, don't take it. Okay. You can choose how much you take. Okay. Um, you can choose how much you take out. Because so I'm going to have take to pay out, this back. Right, exactly. <laughs> so you can take out your Pell Grant if okay. you got a Pell Grant. I didn't. I would. I didn't get any Pell Grants. You didn't get any Pell Grants. No. So you can take out your unsubsidized <laughs> loan and okay. pay for your tuition that way. Okay. And remember. And just what I need. Your financial aid package is going to be split over two semesters. So oh. you may want to keep that in mind. Okay. That's, that's, a good, that's good to know. Yeah. Okay. So keep that in mind when you're calculating your costs. Okay. And how much you're going to take out. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Like, am I, is this guaranteed every semester? Not necessarily. Because am I going to have to do that FAFSA again? You do have to do the FAFSA again. The FAFSA <laughs> is a re-up. Every opens year? Every year. Um, on October 1st. Oh, no. <laughs> for the year before. So, for instance, the FAFSA that opened this year mm -hmm. um, on October 1st, 2020 mm -hmm. is the application for the 2021 to 2022 oh, student so academic year. Okay, so I do it ahead of time. You do it ahead of time. That makes so sense. that will cover yeah. fall 2021 to spring or 20. summer 2022. Okay. All right. That makes sense. So then I forgot what I was going with that. <laughs> so you, you got, but you got other options too. You yeah. can apply for scholarships if you, if you don't have enough for you, student aids. Okay, what's a scholarship? Scholarships are generally uh, amounts of money that are awarded for tuition or some of them have limitations like mm -hmm. you can get a book scholarship or mm -hmm. a scholarship to live on campus mm -hmm. or something like that. Um, but they're generally uh, things like options that you apply to. Maybe your school gives it to you, mm -hmm. maybe a nonprofit, outside nonprofit gives it to you or mm -hmm. a professional organization gives mm -hmm. it to you. Um, but they're money that is used to like lump sums that are awarded to you to you pay for college okay. tuition so, or whatever. Okay. So I'm looking at this. Uh, I'm looking at my account online because I mm -hmm. logged in. I have a student account mm -hmm. and it's got my tuition listed. So tuition is like the cost of the classes, right? Right. So what are all these other fees on here? So your <laughs> university has a lot of amenities. Generally. Okay. okay. Like um, a swimming pool? Like a swimming pool, for <laughs> instance. Um, you, So your university is going to have more fees than just your tuition. Okay. They're going to maybe, uh, they may have a fee for online or distance education. UH does, mm -hmm. um, which was a big controversy this year. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. uh, there's also, UH also has a fee for foreign language classes, an additional fee for foreign language classes. I'm not trying to bang on UH, so it's just like who I have personal experience with. Um, so your university may have... But this is common, isn't it? Like most yeah. universities are going to have common. extra fees. Okay. Um, so your school, like there's... Uh, there's like, a computer fee on here. Yes. So you might have a fee for computer classes uh, or using computers or like certain services that are offered through your university's IT. Oh, um, like if I need to print something maybe? Yeah. Okay. Uh, there's also uh, fees for like if your university has a rec center or a gym. Yeah. There's uh, one of those on here too. <laughs> libraries. Okay. Uh, like some like tutoring centers. So like this is one of the things when I worked at UH's library was uh, people were always amazed by like like literally like jaw dropped amazed that they could check out like laptops, uh, course reserve books, uh, cameras and things like that that I can do all that. Maybe yeah if okay. you go to UH. Well yeah because um, remember that's where I'm going. Oh yeah that's right. Uh, <laughs> But they're like, always like, wow, I don't have to pay extra for this. And I'm like, yes, it's free with your tuition. So you've already paid for it. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, so gotcha. it's important, like I would say, it's important to use those things. And okay. your 
not probably not going to be able to contest that with the university like i'm never going to use this gym and the university is going to be like too bad <laughs> so okay. sad okay so if i'm paying for them I might as well get some use out of them is what you're saying okay yes. that makes sense i can't can't get them waived so yeah, might as well exactly. use them okay so cool so then um now it's asking me here like to live on campus or off like i have to make a decision yes so typically when you you have a few options as far as like where you're going to live when you're okay. on school in mm -hmm. school um there's living on campus which okay. are living in the dorms on campus like literally on campus okay um like the school owns the building yeah gotcha okay. um it's not like an apartment building maybe well, it can be it can be yeah like it, i saw some really cool looking ones yeah yeah, yeah. also um you, know, you can live on campus as well. Mm -hmm. Generally, when you choose make that decision to live on campus, you have to apply. Usually, when you get accepted into school, like I'm, I know I'm going to live on campus, so I need to apply for my dorm. Now. Oh, okay, that's why they're asking me right on yes. this. Okay, because then that also they charge you to live on campus. What? I can't yeah, live well, there for free. Uh, well, if you get a scholarship or you apply for some sort of financial aid or your college has those options, okay. yes, maybe. I'm going to um, look into that. <laughs> but typically, yes, it does cost money and okay. usually it's quite expensive. Okay. It's actually like cheaper for me to live off campus than it was ever to live for me to mm -hmm. live on campus. Um, and a lot of people are choosing to live off campus now. Yeah. My sister um, had to, um, when she went to, she went to Sam Houston. So I remember my, when she went to college, my parents talked about her living on campus or off campus, but the school at that time required her freshman year to be in the dorms, mm -hmm. and it was super expensive. Yeah, so, so. typically if you live on campus, um, you're going to be required to also get a meal plan, depending on your mm -hmm. dorm. Yeah, because I've got to eat. <laughs> yeah, you've got to eat, which means that you'll be eating at the campus, what is it, cafeteria? Okay. Um, well, they call it the dining hall, yeah. but it's a cafeteria. Okay. Um, there's also, uh, well, you can, and, and when you want to get, if you want to live on campus, you're uh, more connected to things that are happening on campus. It was mm -hmm. really nice. When I lived the first two years of my college experience on campus because I got a scholarship that paid for me to live on campus, but I enjoyed the fact that I was able to like roll out of bed at 15 minutes before class throw on some pajama, like throw on some de halfway decent clothes, <laughs> brush my teeth, and then go to class. Not have to worry about parking. Yeah, not have to worry <laughs> parking about parking. Um, also not have to worry about like feeding myself because I had a meal plan, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, which is now like the thing, I think the only thing I really miss about my college ex dorm experience mm -hmm. um, now that I actually have to cook my food. Yeah, <laughs> cook and buy and prepare and all that yes. nonsense here. This is something like Pell Grants and other forms of financial aid that are not specifically earmarked for books or tuition or other fees can be used to pay for living expenses on or off campus. There's also, like I did this, the, I did that the first time I moved out of my parents' house was I used my student loans to pay rent at the house that I was living at, which was much closer to campus. Mm -hmm. So I was commuting less and I had more time for school and work and stuff like that. Yeah, because I don't have a car, so I need to... That might also be something, a reason why you want to live on campus. Okay. It's uh, something that you're going to have to think about and probably have to think about before you're accepted into the college is whether or not you want to live on campus there. Yeah. Because spots like that generally fill up very, very quickly. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I've already made my decision and I'm, I'm going to live on campus anyways. Mm -hmm. So... But that would have, that's a good thing to think about when you're doing your research mm -hmm. um, is like how expensive is living in the city that you decide to, like if you're moving, like if I had decided to go out like of state. New York yeah, would New be York a very expensive been ridiculously, city to yeah. live in. 
but the so that that's something that you should look at as well and okay. whether or not housing prices are very expensive in the city that you're st- you're call it whether there is you you may go to some very very tiny town that does not have a whole lot of off-campus housing options and you may have to you may have to live on campus mm-hmm. so it just depends on where you are and what how much you want to pay and also what kind of living experience you want to have mm-hmm. um for what do you mean? Yeah, so it's changing, I think, a lot um, in terms of, but when I first went to college um, back in 2012, um, <laughs> I my first roommates, uh, I had two, we, we were two people in, or four people total in the dorm, mm-hmm. two per bedroom, mm-hmm. and um, the two girls in the other bedroom were the sweetest girls. I love them. I still think about them. Like, I, Hey, Christy Ealing, if you're out there, I hope you're doing great in, in, this, in this pandemic. Um, but my roommate, who uh, I had just like a terrible experience with her, um, we didn't, we, it was a personality difference, like substantially, okay. like she, we were two very, very different people. Mm-hmm. Um, but was she like, had going in bubbly? Oh my God. <laughs> she was a morning person too. She didn't understand oh, like why I had the blinds closed at like yeah. eight in the morning. She's like, let's let the sun in. I'm like, I have to sleep. <laughs> I need to go to sleep. Like, yeah. I can't. And it's yeah. just like, you don't have to be such a vampire. And I'm like, I'm not being a vampire. I just need to sleep. Like, <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. She also used to, like, pop her pimples in our shared mirror. Ew. Like, we had this full-length mirror in our closet. She mm-hmm. would pop her pimples onto the mirror and then well, not wipe the mirror after disgusting. down afterwards. Yeah. So, like, if she would, like look at me i would like watch her do this and she would like look at me in the mirror like in the eye while she's popping me yeah it's like the worst um (laughs) yeah so like but my second year uh uh kind of changed how they worked like uh they didn't assign random dorm roommates they like you filled out a personality quiz that's uh, nice which a lot of uh a lot of dorms do now okay um but you filled out this personality quiz and like i got matched with some great some other girls who were excellent Mm -hmm. like i and also i was in a different dorm so i had my own bedroom which was very (laughs) but But, the the yeah that that was a major difference anybody who has siblings can relate yeah (laughs) um so i I had a great experience and I was friends with all of the girls my second year and they were, none of them popped pimples on her mirrors. That's um, really gross. It was like the most <laughs> disgusting story that I have. Um, I have, but yeah, like. Beware. Yeah, for real. Uh, so you, that's maybe something you want to think about when you're thinking about living on campuses. You know, a lot of people, but like my mom lived on campus when she was in college and she had like her roommate was her best friend all four years they had the same she had the same roommate that's so wholesome all four years. yeah they were like they went to like dances together oh, she's like they went out and like yeah. shop together oh, and they like still they friends still on friends? facebook and things like that yeah. yeah yeah so um they send each other like when they had their first kids they send each other cards oh, like yeah it's cute. really cute um but yeah like that's kind of like you know something mm-hmm. Like everybody has different experiences, yeah. and the, that was my experience. And I had a great experience the second time. And when I moved out and lived off campus, um, my roommates were terrible, and then they were good. And then, like yeah. you know, everybody has different varying experiences. It just depends on the people that you're living with, and like the time and, and yes. year to year. It just it all changes. So, and college is a time when things are going to change very, very quickly mm-hmm. for you. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, like my sister lives on um, in a student apartment on campus, and um, she loves her roommates. That's that's good. I it's think like, that makes it's, it's it a like more honestly enjoyable. disgusting because like they make each other <laughs> breakfast and stuff. I'm like, ew. <laughs> I'm so glad I live alone. Like I don't want to be like around somebody who's like awake enough in the morning to like yeah, actually like make cook breakfast. a full breakfast. I'm like I don't need to be a part of that. Like I come in, I walk in here. You guys see me when I walk in here in the morning, and I'm like. Do not talk to me. Do not look at me. I don't want to hear anything. Yep, like, sometimes. turn off the lights. I don't want to, like, I'm going to go sit in a dark corner until I wake up all the way. Like, oh, that's funny. Um, but, uh, so, like, it, 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 it's your choice. It depends. It depends on what you can pay for. It depends on what kind of experience you want. It mm -hmm. depends on what kind of dorms they offer. Maybe you're a really solitary person. You want a yeah. dorm all to yourself. I'm an introvert, so yeah. I don't want to, you um, know, or, it gives me anxiety having to think about living with a stranger. Yeah, or maybe <laughs> you would rather live in an apartment off campus because okay. that offers certain benefits. Mm -hmm. You know, like, you don't have to be... One of the things I most remember about living on campus was that the random parties that would just pop up everywhere and mm -hmm. and go until 2 a.m. until campus police came by and was like, yeah. get out of here. Yeah. Get out of here, you dang kids. Like, <laughs> Which can be distracting if you're trying to study, I yes. imagine. Um, <laughs> or trying to sleep. Yeah, just like mainly it was trying to sleep. Yeah. Uh, there was also, when I was living on campus on UH, they were, UH is constantly under construction now. And that was a major yeah. thing. Well, they're like, going into, you know, a lot of a, growth. Oh, growth, yeah. Um, which, same, same with UTSA when yeah. I was there. Uh, like the last semester that I was there, they there was a whole new building that just popped up. Yeah, I, I know. Every like, time I drive down to UH's campus now, I'm like, wow, that wasn't here like yeah. six months ago when yeah. I was here. Yeah. Yep. Um, but the, like, so that's something also just like, you know, or maybe you have a campus that's really pretty. You want to live on campus there, mm -hmm. or maybe like you would like, there's a city that you're moving into. You really like one area of the city and you really want to live in that area of the mm -hmm. city for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. Um, or you're new to the city and you don't know it very well. So maybe yeah, living but, in the dorm is a little bit easier until you get more kind secure. of, yeah, yeah. And until you get like situated. And so it's, it's your personal choice. Okay. You should probably talk to the adults in your life. Yep. See what, do some research, do, do your research. <laughs> is that the, our, our tagline? Yeah. Yeah. If we had a t-shirt, that would be like do our slogan. I mean, that's the, that's the tagline for the entire podcast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, research. yeah. Let's see. So we've gone, um, through how I pay for school. I'm pretty sure I'm just going to take out these loans, but I'm mm -hmm. only going to take out what I need. Um, so then, but when I'm done with school, like I'm a little concerned about what I do when I'm done, how do I pay for them and everything? So mm -hmm. how does that going to work? So typically your loans won't enter repayment until you're out of school or mm -hmm. you otherwise or until you're, um, you either graduate or mm -hmm. you're otherwise like no longer attending school. So you'll have to take, even if you don't graduate and you take a break, mm -hmm. you might have to, you should look into whether or not you're going to have to start making payments on your student loans. Okay. Um, that should all be on the, my FAFSA information. Like, yeah, all it's going to be on studentaid.gov. Okay. They have a section on it. Mm -hmm. And again, you can contact them and ask them. Okay. There's also your financial aid counselor. Okay. That's cool and stuff. Yeah. Okay. There's usually like also FAFSA requires financial <laughs> exit counseling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where they tell you like this is going to be your estimated pay monthly payment yeah. and here are your repayment options. So when you do that exit counseling, you'll be able to look at your options and keep those in mind for the mm -hmm. future and also um, keep in mind what your monthly payment is going to be mm -hmm. on your student loans. Yep. So, okay. 
All right, well, that sounds good. I think, uh, is that everything? Is that all, everything I need to know mm. about Google? Like, I've applied, I got accepted, I'm living on campus, I know how I'm going to pay for it. Well, it's not everything, but uh, I would say, like, <laughs> it's a pretty good start, I think. Okay, yeah, because um, I know what I'm going to major in, I know where yeah. to ask for help. You do. And I know I have lots of amenities and lots of things mm -hmm. that I can take advantage of on on campus to, to help me with. Like, mm -hmm. if, I'm, if I'm struggling in one of my classes... There's places, there's resources on campus that I can yeah. go to. Stepping out of the bit for a second here. Yeah. What are some of the things you wish you had known for college? Because I think this is something like we we, we should round out with is. Okay. So <clears throat> for sure, I wish I had known that, I don't know, you start. <laughs> I wish I had known that I could, uh, that it was an option to take community co college courses mm -hmm. and um, have those courses transfer mm -hmm. and count towards my bachelor's degree. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I did that during my gap year. If I had known better, I would just tell myself not to worry about it and not to sweat the small stuff. Um, and then also just to enjoy the things that happen on campus. Because like I said, I would go to school and I would go to class and I would turn around and go right back home. <laughs> I didn't do anything on campus, but I did work full time. So yeah. the, there's also that. Um, maybe a work-life balance would have been a good thing to know about. Yeah. I wish I knew. Uh, we throw that around as adults, but I think kids nowadays, young young adults nowadays, are scheduled out the wazoo <laughs> and just have a lot going on in their lives, and they do need to think about a work-life balance. I, I was not ready for the course load that I had. Mm -hmm. It wasn't so much that the the um, material was courses difficult. were difficult. Right. Um, it was more, it was just a lot of work that I was not accustomed to, mm -hmm. even coming out of high school. Yeah. And it's a lot of juggling. It's a lot of juggling saying? mainly. Yeah. yeah I wish, I, I wish I had taken fewer <laughs> classes, okay. honestly, at a time. How many, how many did you take? Just... I took 15 okay. in my first couple of years and that was, or not 15 classes. Um, right. but like 15, <laughs> 15 sorry, hours. 15 hours a semester, <laughs> which is five classes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that was a little bit too much for me. I wish mm -hmm. I had taken four and mm -hmm. then taken some over the summer yeah. as well. Because every time I went back in the fall, like I was like, Oh Burned my out. God, yeah. I have no idea what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, I wish I had been, UH had a lot of resources where you can go and talk to somebody who like will help mm -hmm. you work out a study plan. Mm -hmm. People who like, counseling services mm -hmm. for instance for stress and mm -hmm. like other yeah, yeah. Psych psychiatric psychological problems mm -hmm. my brother uh, did that when he was going to grad school my college experience besides that gap year did go exactly how i anticipated it was going to go because again i was a nerd and i planned it that way and so i would know exactly down to the hour what i was supposed to be doing and i scheduled myself that way because i've always been a scheduler so i had a planner and i was getting it done but was it enjoyable Looking back, I mean, I didn't really do anything besides go to class. I didn't, and besides my undergrad where I did my academic mm -hmm. uh, club, I didn't join any organizations. I didn't, I guess I didn't make friends. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's, <laughs> I think that's something like, uh, too, that I, I really, reflecting on was really mm -hmm. impactful was like college, going to college was a very isolating experience. Yep. Going to UH and like, I didn't know anybody. 
Um, I didn't have anybody who seemed to have share my interests. I had my college roommates who were like, two of them were nice and the other one was not like, I didn't have anything in common with them right. anyway. So it's a very isolating experience. Like there's nobody, like it feels like there's nobody on your side. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There is. Yeah. Um, and there are people that you can reach out to. There are, you know, organizations on campus. You can start your own organization. You know, if you're a big fan of anime, you can start an anime club mm-hmm. and, you know, start doing that. Mm-hmm. There's also, you know, just like, I don't know. I wish I had been more social yeah. in college. There's also, I, I wish I had um, taken advantage of the students Center for Students with Disabilities on UH's campus and everybody's campus, actually. Mm-hmm. Like, they're required to have a Center for Students with Disabilities mm-hmm. because... Um, for accommodations. Know, for accommodations for students. Um, for, you know, like, uh, I have ADHD, <laughs> so, like, I needed a distraction-free testing environment. Mm-hmm. I needed a little bit more time sometimes on assignments. Mm-hmm. Um, I needed, like, priority seating in mm-hmm. class. I needed to be sitting on the front row so I could focus easier. Um, things like that. I didn't realize that I could get those things uh, until, like, my junior year of college. <laughs> Which is happening. And I already, people. <laughs> I already, like... By that point, been in college, like, bombed exams because I could not focus because somebody next to me was chewing gum or something like that. Yeah. You know, like, things like, little things like that that, you know... You didn't have to struggle with. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, what else? Uh, you know what? Uh, just knowing that there was health care available yeah. on campus was a big uh, deal. A health for me. center, yes. Yeah, a health center. Just... I went to the health center at <laughs> UH's um, all the time. Yeah, uh, me too. But, uh, yeah, I think that's something most people don't know about is mm-hmm. that there's... Generally, it depends on your college, but there's generally some kind of health center on campus. So if you have like a cold or, you know, you think you might have a flu and you need mm-hmm. the flu, or you, you need the flu shot or, mm-hmm. you know, if you need, uh, for instance, birth control yep. or some kind of like wellness exam, mm-hmm. you can go to the health center. And there's it's typically low cost yep. um, to go there and get. It's part of your tuition, care. too. Don't you pay for some of Sometimes. those fees? Some... It depends. <laughs> I wish that I had not uh, bought books from the campus bookstore. <laughs> uh, like, I did that for my first semester mm-hmm. because, like, you do your mm-hmm. orientation and you pick your classes and mm-hmm. then they're like, okay, here's your list of books that you need. Yeah. And so they shuttle you off to the bookstore, yeah. but you don't have to buy there. No. Um, you can buy on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also check your campus library and see if they have it because that was something that I did after I started working at the library. I just got all my books, most of my books from the campus library or I used interlibrary loan services <laughs> through the campus library to get yeah. those books. Yeah, because books are expensive. They're very expensive. They're super expensive. Yeah. And you can also sell them back. So just things, I mean, I knew that because I, I was I was not buying them at the bookstore. I was buying them through different services and then mm-hmm. also just the half price bookstore. Yeah, yeah. There was like a there regular like bookstore a, and then there's always like the half, half price bookstore yeah. on campus yeah. <laughs> or nearby. Yep. So, and I would sell my books back just to get a little bit extra money. Yep. Oh. And some classes, you don't even need the book. I'm oh, just... Don't tell them that. But... <laughs> okay. I won't mention that. But yeah, sometimes you don't need the book. <laughs> uh, okay. So I think that's, uh, I think that's what we can, how much guidance we can provide for this, yeah, which is a very complicated topic it's very there's a lot of research that you need to do because we can't do it for you we can't do it for you so and that's that that's the new motto for what does that even mean do your research um because we're providing you with resources and places to look for the information yeah an overview an explanation sometimes into like the more complicated topics i guess i hope hope, yeah (laughs) or the things that i know for sure that i wondered about when i was this age so 
you know, always do your research because it's up to you. It's your life. You got to live it. Yeah. (laughs) You got to be happy with it. So So. remember to, if you have any specific questions, Mm -hmm. hit us up on social media or you can email us. Our email is of at hcpl.net. Our Instagram is at Octavia Fields Library. Our Facebook is also at Octavia Fields Library. Yep. What's the Twitter? At Octavia Fields. Oh, okay. That's a little different. No, <laughs> yeah. It's... So this was, what does that even mean? College edition with <laughs> Gabby and... Nicole. <laughs> and we'll be here again next time. Did we decide what we were doing next Yeah. Time? We have an order. <laughs> you have an order. I don't Living on your own. Oh, okay. Is what the notebook that we have says. Okay. (laughs) So we'll do our best to try and gather some research about that and common questions that you may ask. But uh, until then, I hope you guys are doing okay in this pandemic. Wear your mask. Wear your mask. Happy holidays. Yes, happy holidays. We won't see you until after. It'll be 2021 by the time we're back. Huzzah. Hopefully. Yeah, unless the world ends. Yeah, the calendar just stopped. Yeah, like everybody just decides, you know what? It's over. Let's let's not do this It was good while it lasted. We had a good run. (laughs) Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.